Welcome to the Minor and Landis Immigration Update, the podcast that immigration professionals and foreign nationals turn to for up-to-the-minute information. On January 24th, our podcast, Extended Immigration Benefits for STEM Talent, detailed the extended immigration benefits for F1 and J1 visa holders who are studying or working in the science, technology, engineering, and mathematics fields, or STEM, the STEM fields. This week, we have a part two to that update, which focuses on the new immigration policies directly impacting O1A individuals of extraordinary ability. Next week, we will publish another article and podcast that focuses on the new immigration policies directly impacting foreign nationals seeking employment-based immigration visa classifications as individuals whose work is in the national interest of the United States. But for this week, we're just going to focus on the O1A individuals of extraordinary ability. As always, you can read the articles upon which these podcasts are based by going to Lynn Walker's LinkedIn page. And please remember that Lynn is spelled L-I-N. So let's get started. On January 21st, 2022, the Biden-Harris administration issued a fact sheet entitled Biden-Harris Administration Actions to Attract STEM Talent and strengthen our economy and competitiveness, otherwise known as the Biden-Harris Initiative, which announced several new policies aimed at attracting and retaining international talent in the STEM fields. In recognition that STEM talent is essential to significant economic health and security interests of the United States, the Department of Homeland Security issued updates to its policy manual relating to the adjudication of STEM-related O1A petitions, including the types of evidence that may support such classification. The O1A visa classification is reserved for individuals of extraordinary ability in the sciences, education, business, or athletics where, as we know, USCIS defines extraordinary ability as a level of sustained national or international acclaim and possession of a, quote, level of expertise, indicating that the person is one of the small percentage who has risen to the very top of the field of endeavor, end quote. Generally, in order to qualify for O1A classification in the sciences, a foreign national must be able to present evidence of the receipt of a major internationally recognized award in that field, such as a Nobel Prize, or at least three of the following eight categories. One, receipt of nationally or internationally recognized prizes or awards, two, membership in associations that require outstanding achievement, three, published material in professional or major trade publications, four, participation on a panel or individually as a judge of the work of others in the same or an allied field. 5. Original, scientific, scholarly, or business-related contributions of major significance in the field. 6. The authorship of scholarly articles in the field published in professional journals. 7. Employment in a critical or essential capacity for organizations and establishments that have a distinguished reputation. Or 8. Commandment of a high salary or other remuneration. So remember, they must satisfy 3 out of those 8 categories. In response to the Biden-Harris initiative, 
DHS updated its policy manual to clarify the eligibility requirements for O1A classification in the STEM fields, focusing on foreign nationals who are recipients of PhD degrees in STEM fields and to provide examples of the type of evidence that may qualify an individual for O1A classification. The DHS policy manual now includes an appendix called Satisfying the O1A Evidentiary Requirements that provides specific examples of evidentiary requirements aimed specifically at PhD holders. For example, PhD holders may be able to satisfy the criterion for the receipt of nationally or internationally recognized prizes or awards for excellence by including evidence of certain PhD scholarships, doctoral dissertation awards, or conference presentation awards. The appendix provides this following explanation. While many scholastic awards do not have the requisite level of recognition, there are some Ph.D. scholarships or dissertation awards, for example, that are nationally or internationally recognized as awards for excellence such that they may satisfy the requirements of this criterion. For example, an award available only to persons within a single locality, employer, or school may have little national or international recognition, while an award open to members of a well-known national institution, including an R1 or R2 doctoral university or professional organization, may be nationally recognized. And that's according to the DHS Policy Manual Appendix. More importantly, in recognition of the highly complex and technical nature of work in the STEM fields, DHS updated the policy manual to clarify when a petitioner may use comparable evidence to establish that the foreign national beneficiary possesses sustained acclaim and recognition. So what is comparable evidence? While a petitioner must still present evidence that the foreign national meets at least three of those eight criteria we talked about earlier, comparable evidence may be used to meet one or more of those criteria. Again, according to the policy manual, if the petitioner establishes that a particular criterion is not readily applicable to the beneficiary's occupation, the petitioner may then submit evidence that is not specifically described in that criterion, but is comparable to that criterion. It's important to note that a petitioner is not required to show that all or a majority of the criteria do not readily apply to the beneficiary's occupation before USCIS will accept comparable evidence. And this next part I want to highlight for you. Instead, for comparable evidence to be considered, the petitioner must explain why a particular evidentiary criterion listed in the regulations is not readily applicable to the beneficiary's occupation, as well as why the submitted evidence is comparable to that criterion. So you see, comparable evidence is allowed if the petitioner shows that a criterion is not easily applicable to the beneficiary's job or profession. So let me give you a for instance. Let's say uh, the publication of scholarly articles is not readily applicable to a beneficiary whose occupation is in an industry rather than in academia, where articles are normally written. A petitioner might demonstrate that the beneficiary's presentation of work at a major trade show, for example, is of comparable significance to a scholarly article. Another example. If the petitioner demonstrates that receipt of a high salary 
is not readily applicable to the beneficiary's position as an entrepreneur, the petitioner might present evidence that the beneficiary's highly valued equity holdings in the startup are of comparable significance to a high salary criterion. So these STEM initiatives are great news for many foreign nationals and a much needed step in the right direction for meaningful immigration reform. This is helpful because USCIS is expanding its definitions of the types of evidence that establish a foreign national as having sustained a claim. We applaud the Biden-Harris administration for recognizing the role that STEM professionals play in the continuing prosperity, security, and health of the United States. With a little over a year into the Biden-Harris administration, we recognize that there are many competing priorities that must be addressed, from the COVID-19 pandemic to our nation's economic recovery. Throughout these challenges, immigrants have served and will continue to serve in our nation's recovery and strength. We are continuing to urge the administration to enact additional policies and legislation to reform our immigration system and provide real changes and significant relief. As always, Minor and Landis will continue to closely monitor all immigration-related government operations and will publish updates as they happen. Next week, we're going to have another lightning round Q&A answering your questions as submitted to Lynn Walker's LinkedIn Messenger. And then the following week, we have part three of our STEM talent update. So please join us for those. If you have any questions, please contact our experienced immigration attorneys to schedule a consultation. Disclaimer, the information contained herein is intended only for educational or informational purposes and is not a substitute for legal advice. Further, listening to this HR tip in no way establishes an attorney-client relationship between you and Minor and Landis LLP. Listeners should consult legal counsel for definitive advice regarding the current law and regulations and how those apply to your unique situation within your organization.